We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everybody the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and you're listening to the Step Back, the best math podcast I like this, TK. I like that. Yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back 30. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, I'm relaxed. Still at the champ, Divas still coming with the Gallimax flow. The man's the best on the flow. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host in Dallas basketball, on SI colleague, Matt Galatson. And... Guys, tonight is <laughs> it's one of those games that you just want to throw out the window and forget about it. Uh, 
I know I'm not going to go back and watch any of the tape from this. Uh, so we'll vent about it a little bit on here and then we'll let it go and uh, move on to the next game, which will be against the Miami Heat, I believe. Yeah, I Sir? think that's right. Yeah. Miami Heat and then the Chicago Bulls. So the Matt, the Mavs lost to the Charlotte Hornets in their home opener with that gorgeous green court that they debuted. And it <laughs> it made it even more sad. Uh, the final score was 118 to 99. And that's really that doesn't even tell the story of how bad it was <laughs> for, for the Mavs. Uh, but just give me I mean, we're, we're not even going to follow a script or anything here of like topics or anything. Just give me your initial reaction to what you just witnessed. Man, I don't really know what to think. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a tweet during the game. It like the Mavs are kind of like Jim Carrey from me, myself and Irene. <laughs> like they're just completely bipolar at the moment. Yeah. They've had three games where they just look like absolute crap. And they've had a game where they look like they could beat anybody and go really deep in the playoffs. It, it bothers me. I think the whole, well, it's a weird season and blah, 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 blah. I don't buy that for this. It, it's not weird to me. I just think that they're doing a lot of things that are frustrating. And we'll probably get, I know you have one that you want to talk about here pretty soon, but something needs to be different and whether that's giving more guys minutes and other guys less minutes or something else, something needs to change pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, at least I look, and I mean, I obviously I have to try and take some positives out of this. This isn't even a positive about the game itself, but just overall, at least this is happening early in the season, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, at least it's happening early and they can see like, okay, this definitely is not working and they have an opportunity to make adjustments to where it doesn't kill them later on in the season. So that is one upside to this is, you know, it, 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 it feels horrible uh, that they've started this season one and three, but you know, it's, it's not a death sentence. Right. And just to, I mean, just to expand on your uh, comment on the the NBA being weird, not being an excuse and all that, I agree with that. It's not an excuse. But, I mean, the entire league has kind of been bipolar. Like, look at Miami. They lost to the, uh, to the Bucks the other night. The Bucks, uh, it was an all-time record for three-pointers made. And they beat the Heat by like forty points. And then tonight, the Heat beat <laughs> the Heat beat the Bucks uh, without Jimmy Butler by eleven. <laughs> so, uh, just weird stuff happening. There, there's been some huge, huge blowouts so far this season. But it's just coming off of the high of that fifty-one point win against the Clippers. And then jumping into this game and <laughs> losing by what was it? Oh, it ended up being 19. But like I said, I mean, it was it was far worse than that. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it's a very high up and down <laughs> to go through. And there's a lot to unpack with this. It wasn't just one thing. Um, I guess we'll get into our our gripes, 
so far because even though the whole team could have played better, what I'm looking at, and I mean, I know it sounds, we sound like a broken record uh, so far this season talking about it, but the Mavs have a Dwight Powell problem. And he doesn't, like he has these moments where he'll do something okay. He'll do something good. But then it's like he immediately turns around on the next possession or the possession after that. I mean, he follows it up not too far after that and does something that makes you just scratch your head and say, like, why is he on the court? (laughs) And, I mean, it's not his fault either. I mean, this is is something that we knew was possible with him coming back from his – Achilles injury guys historically in the NBA when they have that injury and they come back and they're just not who they used to be and I mean given we had gripes about Powell before the injury but it wasn't like this Matt I mean this is this is just bad he is like at this point when I watch him play like and I mean like like I said he had some moments even in this game where it was like okay he looks fine but his overall game, like, I don't even know if I would have him in my actual rotation, you know, let alone have him as the starting center. So, uh, and I mean, you look at the starters for this game, they were all at least minus 21 uh, in the in the plus minus. And I think a lot of that has to do with Dwight Powell playing with the other four guys. And I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a team effort and everything. But I just think a lot of this, a lot of the early season struggles have to do, has to do with Dwight Powell being in the starting lineup. So That's one thing, yes. And also, obviously, they're missing uh, KP, which when you're missing your second best player, and then that in turn makes your second best player Josh Richardson, that's a problem. But yes, yes. Also – the whole thing about Powell, it, you're right, in a sense, it isn't his fault. But if he was really the team leader that everybody says he is, I think we talked about this the other day. Maybe it was via text. I can't remember. But if he was really the team leader that people say he is, he would recognize that he's hurting the team at the moment, and he would be like, hey, Rick, maybe I should take a more secondary role and let someone like James Johnson or somebody else like that take my minutes or, or Willie or whatever, just yeah. to see if things will work a little bit better. I mean, that's the thing leaders do. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, even if KP had been ready to start this season uh, from game one, I don't know if it had anything to do with KP being out or what, but everybody was praising Powell from com- uh, for coming back as soon as he did from that Achilles injury. And it makes you wonder if he didn't rush it, you know? I mean, you hadn't played in so long, and then you're starting the season in a starting position. I mean, it just seems like it's a lot to put on his plate um, so early after going through what he went through in that rehab and uh, trying to get his legs back under him and all that. So, like you said, I mean, it's not – all Powell's fault, but it's just frustrating 
And especially after what we've seen, you know, from uh, from Maxie at times and uh, from Willie Colleystein, you know, two bigs that are coming off the bench, either one of those guys or, or even James John, like there's so many other options, even with KP out. Like I said, even if KP was bat right now, I don't even know if I'd want Dwight Powell in the rotation. No, I wouldn't. Right, right now. And that's not to say that that can't change later on, but I mean, after four games, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Well, you, make, you make a good point because – I'm sorry to interrupt, but, you, I mean, you make a good point because you look at Kevin Durant. I mean, obviously not everybody's going to be Kevin Durant because he's Kevin Durant, but he had an Achilles. But he yeah. sat out an entire year before yes. he came back. And Powell, I think he – maybe he could get a little bit back with a little bit more time, maybe not. But I would have rather seen him come back later and not rush it because yeah. he just doesn't look like he belongs on the NBA floor right now. And the pal we saw before the injury, he at least belonged on the NBA floor. Yes. And now he just looks like, I mean, he's washed. Yeah. Before the injury, Powell was like, an analytics darling <laughs> with especially when he uh, was with that bench unit that was so lethal um uh well i guess that was the season before last but you you know what i mean like he yeah. he visibly he belonged even when he started it was like well we don't really we'd rather have kp at the 5 and then that that eventually did happen but at least he could do things <laughs> Uh, you know, even on, even on rebounds, you know, it's like, he just, he already didn't have the greatest wingspan for a big guy, but before the injury, he had his athleticism and, you know, it, it, we, we've always had, you know, we've always said things about his rebounding, but now it's just like, I don't even expect him to grab a rebound anymore. It's like, he's playing volleyball. He just kind of swats at it. Yeah. He just slaps it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know how many games have to, and I mean, thank goodness that uh, KP is almost back because I think that will, you know, uh, that'll help with a lot of the Mavs issues. Now, as far as like the entire team, just not getting up for a game like this, that's a problem. I don't think something like that is solved by KP coming back, but who knows? I mean, Maybe he can keep everybody accountable, you know, throughout an entire game if he's on the floor, uh, leading by example. So, well, I just think it'll, I just think it'll energize people to see him back on the floor, and maybe that'll help. But, I mean, one of the things that really has concerned me isn't isn't necessarily the the final outcomes of the game, but it's the energy level that they've had in the three losses. Yes, I mean they look soft which they brought in Josh Richardson and, and James Johnson to help fix that, but they've looked soft. They look uninterested. They look unenergetic. And I think that's a problem. And I don't want to hear the, the stuff from, you know, from people about, oh, I don't want hot takes after two games. I mean, it's look, you yeah. don't have the same room for error that you had last year because it's not a full season. There's a reason they're called recap pods. We're watching it, we're processing it, and now we're recapping it. <laughs> we're, we're talking about what our eyes are telling our brains. 
Right. It's not like we've had time to process this and, you know, dissect it and do all that stuff. But I mean, and that won't, <laughs> and that won't happen with this game, but yeah. <laughs> not. I mean, everybody wants to forget this game. I mean, this is the most, this is, as far as the Mavericks are concerned, like it's just a shitty year, but you know, you're at, at a certain point, you are what you are. I know it's still early in the season, but they have to do something to, to fix this soon, or it's going to become an issue. I mean, that was the Charlotte Hornets. That wasn't yeah. the you know what I mean? That wasn't Chris Paul in a, in a new look um, Phoenix Suns team that actually looked pretty good, you know, looks pretty good. Or, you know, Miami's coming in on New Year's Day. That might be a problem. I mean, this is this is concerning. I mean, this yeah. is three double-digit losses. And look, uh, yeah, I mean, we got to give Charlotte some credit too because their bench just absolutely could not miss. They – uh, they just lit the Mavs up, and your boy uh, Lamelo Ball, <laughs> he, he he went off for uh twenty points, eight rebounds, and five assists off the bench. <laughs> That'll probably be his best game of the season. Was that? That'll probably be his best game of the season. Yeah, <laughs> four of five from deep. He'll probably oh, just man. versus Mavs All Star. Yeah. And look, we—I'm just looking at the box score here, and we talked about it a little bit before we came on and recorded. But the the Mavs' best two players, as far as you know, having a positive impact, you know, the the plus minus again, the the Mavs' best two players according to that in this game were James Johnson and Josh Green, and James Johnson had uh, seven points six rebounds, and four assists. Josh Green didn't score, and he only had two rebounds and no assists, and he was still a plus 10 and in 10 minutes. And that is just because of his tenacious defense, Matt. he, This guy does not stop. He is an irritant to everybody. Like, he, the motor just does not stop. And I love what I'm seeing from him on the defensive end. I think he would have a positive impact like that on a nightly basis if uh, if Rick Carlisle would just, you know, give him a little bit more rope and uh, in that second unit and see what he can do because, yeah, the, the offense is still raw, but he is so good defensively that they can put him in there and he can still have a positive impact. He'll figure it out on the offensive end. He's too athletic not to. Uh, but I really, really love what I've seen out of out of Josh Green in very limited minutes so far in this early season. What do you yeah, think? I mean, I agree. I totally agree. At a certain point, and maybe Rick doesn't trust him yet, but I hate that excuse. It's like at a certain point, look at what you're putting out on the floor. Do something different. I mean, what's Josh Green going to do worse than Dwight Powell or, you know, somebody else who's out there just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, he's, he's going a hundred percent all the time. Nobody else yeah. on the roster except maybe James Johnson is going a hundred percent all the time. Luca's certainly not. I mean, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen Luca play yeah. ever. He just looked like he wanted to go eat sausage. And look, the, the Mavs, they were down 29 going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, that's when Josh Green, 
uh, got his first run was, you know, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, they end up losing by 19. So there's your plus 10 right there. But I was watching the beginning of that first quarter and, you know, Gordon Hayward, he's he's healthy again. And, you know, he had a bad shooting night overall. But there were a couple times where he was just going to – he's like, oh, well, I got the rookie on me. I'm going <laughs> to – I'm going to drive down into the paint and just, you know, get an easy one. And Josh Green shut him down twice. Like, it wasn't even close. And then he contested a Biombo layup. Like, he got up and almost blocked it and made him miss and got the rebound and everything, too. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> let's get this guy some more minutes and just see what happens. Um, but – and, I mean, I, I, I get the excuse for the other rookies because they're, you know, they're very raw and they're they still have yet to show us, you know, flashes like green has but i think they need to really consider giving green more run going forward so we'll see we'll see how that goes the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news we dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find a quality candidate quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore's total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. The NBA is back in action, and football is heading into the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, Matt, another thing we're going to just touch on here is the play of Luca because he had a pretty good game against the Clippers uh, through three quarters. He, he uh, almost had a triple-double, 24 points. And uh, he didn't make a three in that game, though. He didn't make a three in this one either. He's 0 of 5. He was 0 of 5 tonight against the uh, the Hornets. And I haven't checked his overall stats from these four games, but I know uh, after that Clippers game, he was shooting like 12% from three on the season. And <laughs> he's probably under 10% now after this game. And he only had 12 points. Uh, he had five assists and only two rebounds, which just really in 24 minutes, which just really is not Luca like at all. Uh, he's usually way more aggressive trying to go and uh, get the rebounds. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Luca right now, other than the only excuse, and it's not an excuse, it's more just an observation. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that he's still not in the best of shape and that that's having, I think that's definitely the issue with the three point shot. Uh, now, as far as the, you know, the rebounding and uh, some of the other stuff, I don't know what's going on with him. He just, he looked disinterested, disinterested tonight. And I hope it doesn't linger. Uh, you know, we, I think it, I know I've said I said some things in our group chat as that game was going on, but deep down, I mean, I I don't think it's uh, appropriate to overreact too much and say that you know this could be a slump season for him. But given all the preseason hype and given that he was the MVP favorite heading into the season, and that he hadn't had a slump up until this point you kind of wonder if that's something that's possible heading uh, into the rest of this year. But, you know, Porzingis could come back and then Luca just turns into a, a super Saiyan again, and there we go. So what do you think of his performance so far? Well, I mean, first of all, I just looked it up. He's hitting 9% from three. Two of 21. Um, Gosh. That's that's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> but look, part of it may be that he's out of shape, but I think also part of it is that he's a little bit frustrated. Yeah. Because I think he has in the first three games, whatever energy level you want to say about energy level, I think through the first three games, he was putting his teammates in positions to succeed and they weren't making shots. Yeah. So I think that – I think he's frustrated. And I think yeah, – Kirk, our, our buddy Kirk over at Mavs Moneyball, he made a good point tonight when he said it just kind of feels like Luca 
who's refusing to shoot just to be like, look what I'm doing. <laughs> look, look what I look what I'm working with here. Like I'm trying guys. Yeah. And, uh, it, there's, and there's no excuse for it because this team is on paper much better. Yes. Year's roster guys just aren't making shots. Yeah. And that's frustrating for him. And, you know, I'm sure that's playing a role. So, somebody needs to light a fire somewhere. I don't know where, where it's supposed to come from. I don't think the loss of like, Steven Silas, for example, is a big enough deal for this offense to look the way it's looked over the last four games. Cause I mean, you saw what they're capable of against the Clippers. So that's not it. It, It's, it's, it's something about drive to me. And that's, that's a hard thing to quantify. It's, it's very subjective, I guess, but to me, it just looks like they don't care right now. Yeah. And And how, how ironic is it that, on a night where everybody just shoots the ball horribly, uh, except for Maxi Kleba, basically. But as far as the starters, everybody was just horrible from the field. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. goes seven of ten and hits three of his six threes <laughs> for eighteen points. He, you know, he's uh, very rarely is he like you know above fifty percent shooting overall, and he usually. Uh, you usually see like a two for nine from three uh, when he jacks up a bunch of them, but he had an efficient shooting game. It didn't matter. But when you look, when you look and you see Josh Richardson going Oh four from three and then Dorian Finney Smith, he went one of six and I'm like, I have to go back and look, but there were at least three wide open corner threes for Dorian where he shot like 45% last year from the corners and he bricked them and you just, you're not going to win very many games, especially without KP when those guys are missing wide open shots. It's what we saw in the playoffs. How many wide open threes did Maxi Kleba get in that playoff series against the Clippers that could have turned the series around if he had just hit just a handful of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like I said, we don't want to overreact too much, but you just get a bad vibe uh, from games like this. The effort level wasn't there. Uh, I'm sure Rick Carlisle, I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked at any post game quotes yet, but I'm sure Rick Carlisle is not pleased at all. But if you're not pleased with the team's early performance four games in, then make a change, you know, you, you can't what's that uh what's that saying about insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results yeah you know i mean if if you don't like the results then make a change and we'll just have to see if he does that uh heading into that next game against the miami heat and like i said jimmy butler's been out but you know he's probably going to be playing for that game and it's going to be another grinder uh for the Mavs. so and also, I don't know, I, I wrote about this uh, yesterday on DallasBasketball.com, but Luca has been really bad specifically against the Miami Heat. So <laughs> coming off of this game, I'll be interested to see how he rebounds against the Heat because he has not played well against them so far uh, through two seasons. Uh, the highest he's ever scored against them is like 
23 points, and he has never shot uh, above 40% <laughs> from the field against Miami. They give him fits. Um, uh, the Heat have given the Mavs fits all the way back nearly a decade going to the finals. The, the Mavs have only won two games against the Heat since then. So I don't know if it's going to get any better soon, Matt, but <laughs> like we said, at least it's happening now at the beginning of the season and they can iron some stuff out. And maybe next week KP will be back and they can start to rack up some wins going from there. And Luca will be in better shape and all that good stuff. So we will well, see. Well, I just want to add this. Dallas is 0 for their last six against the Heat, I think. That um, sounds right. I think dating all the way back to December of 2017, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that was the first that was the first heat win in this in this stretch against the Mavericks. So I mean, I'm not very confident <laughs> heading into that game. Yeah. It's, it's a, you get the same feel that you do uh, when the Mavs play the Suns, but the difference is Miami is actually, you know, <laughs> a finals contender. Uh, so, yeah, it, it could be bad. Things could get worse before they get better. But yeah. if it, there's one thing that this Mavs team is good at, it's rebounding. And not in the sense of actually rebounding, but like rebounding from losses, uh, because they were the only team last year that didn't lose more than two games in a row. And there were a lot of games where they just lost one game and they bounced back in the next game too. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if they can do it against Miami. Uh, but other than that, I don't have anything else to say about it, Matt. You have anything to add? Um, only that. Miami is a team that is built to give the Mavs problems. Everything about them is bad for the Mavericks. So we'll see. Yeah, and look, before we take off here, uh, I have to mention it since we hit the goal today, Matt. (laughs) DallasBasketball.com just torched the month of December. Like, it's, I haven't even checked it since we crossed the, the line there, but earlier today we crossed the uh, the 1 million mark for page views in the month of December, which is which like obliterates a SI record for a NBA channel. <laughs> so, I mean, props to you, Matt. Props to Fish. Props to the rest of the, the DallasBasketball.com team. I mean, that this has been one heck of a month for the site, and I can't wait to – you know, see what the new year brings with it. Yeah, I mean, props to you too, man. These uh, these podcasts and the, and the other other columns that you've written as well. I mean, it's it's been a great month, and um, we hope that you guys stick with us. And you know, maybe we can do it again next month. It's been a unprecedented month for for us. Um, I mean, we've had good months before, but this is this has been something special and I you know, want to thank everybody who listens and reads and all that stuff because it's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The doing the podcast, I think on the, on the 4th of January, it'll officially be our two year Mavs step back anniversary since we started this thing. I mean, we've come a long way in two years. It's, it's actually crazy to think about. And 
we hope to continue growing because we just joined the uh the blue wire podcast network and they have big things in store and uh we hope to continue growing at the same rate if not more than what we have in two years so it's exciting stuff and like matt said we really appreciate it. We appreciate y'all coming in and listening every week, uh, going to DallasBasketball.com, reading our articles, keeping up with us on Twitter, everything. We we do our best to uh, scratch your Mavs itch, <laughs> to put it one way. So, guys, yeah. we appreciate it. Uh, we will, depending, we'll probably see you next week, but if something happens between now and then that, you know, warrants an emergency pod, we might come back on here and, do another one for you but in the meantime be sure to rate and subscribe on all your favorite platforms be sure to go to our youtube channel and subscribe there and keep clicking on those dallasbasketball.com links so that's going to do it for another episode guys we appreciate it y'all have a good rest of the week Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm about my chips like a bag of Lay's I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever.